You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, a State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tudor Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, reviews, and previews in audio form directly from our mouths, straight to your ears. That's what we do on the Custard TV Podcast. Good evening, my name is Luke. Good afternoon, my name is Luke. Good morning, my name is Luke. That should cover all the good night, all the Luke. bases. <laughs> oh, where am I going? I'm not even started yet. What are you about? On the podcast today, um, Gary with a tickly cough. Um, well, it's alright, it's only a little bit, but hello. And uh, Matt with a kickly tough. What does that even mean? I don't know, but didn't it sound cool? I enjoyed saying it. Oh, yeah, it um, kicking down with the kids. Do you do that old man thing where you get up out of a chair and go, Ooh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think I was going to make it on my feet that time. Does it all... Oh, I need to walk around for a bit, yeah, definitely. But then you just sit back down again. Oh, no, I walk around. <laughs> uh, TV news, reviews and previews. Bit of a showbiz uh, get for me yesterday. I uh, was invited to Manchester where they shoot Dragon's Den. I was on a set visit, met Peter Jones. Myself and Peter Jones had a rapport. Now, Peter Jones yeah. is supposed to be about six foot nine. Yes, you're, and I'm about two foot three. You're not that. No, so how no. How did that go that, down? Well, we were both sat, so there was no awkwardness. But even but sat I was... down, he must be about four foot ten. Uh, I'm about Peter Jones's height when we're both sat. When, oh. when he sat, I'm the same height as him, so it's okay. all right. But Luke, Gary, and Matt talking telly on the Custer TV podcast. Uh, news then, Louis Walsh. Is this true? Uh, has been well, axed I, or is uh, leaving the X Factor? It, sound, like a it sounds like a news story, and it, it yeah. looks like a news story. Yeah. So but it won't. It, but it's well, not true. The other thing is true that Sarah Jane Crawford is leaving the X Factor. I'll tell you what, yes. it has got potential. But he's like a boomerang. Yeah. He left, if you remember, he Series was sacked four. in 2007, and then brought back, and then he was going to leave last year. And then I see various people being. Anyone that now appears with Simon Cowell in public well, anywhere is now rumor, suddenly the yeah. new judge. The big rumour is Nick Grimshaw, isn't it? That's the big yeah. rumour I've heard this week. And also uh, Rylan for the extra factor. But would most people know who Nick Grimshaw is? I don't know whether no, the he's average... not. But I, I think they want to make this series a bit more, you know... Unforgettable. Unfo- no, um, <laughs> I, the, I think uh, he's fine that he's well, no, well, well, enough, yeah. Yeah. well known enough. Rather than yeah. having, like, you know... Mel B and and Louis Walsh, yeah. people who sort of you know of the night. I would even I would I would even strike Cheryl. Car- I don't think Cheryl. Car- yeah, no, I wouldn't say relevant. she was relevant now. No. But she was relevant no. in two thousand eight when they first 
you know, yeah. pastor in the show. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the relevant, I suppose you had to Lisa, who was quite relevant, and Nicole Scherzinger, and uh, even Gary Barlow, you know, they've had those sort of And, and that, that guy, Brian, who was on it yeah. for an episode in 2007. Gay meerkat yeah. Brian Friedman. Uh, Gary, uh, would you go west for a considerable amount of time, please? I certainly shall. Play the music. Now, uh, this week in America is a big t- a big time for uh, new shows. It's a period called The Upfronts. Uh, we've probably mentioned this the last two, maybe even three years of the podcast. And it's a time where all the major networks, that's CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, and the CW Network, uh, announce their new shows for the upcoming autumn or fall schedules. And they cancel shows that are not going to be returning. And they show us all trailers of these new shows. Uh, the biggest one, really, is that CSI... Uh, commonly known as either a CSI or CSI Vegas, has decided to end after mm. 15 seasons. That's interesting. Um, it, the others have kind of petered out, although CSI Cyber, the most recent <laughs> spin-off... Uh, as, as Sounds the... ridiculous. I mean, I've not seen it, but what a silly name for a show. C- well, yeah. Cyber. CSI, yeah, CSI yeah. would have been better. Um, Fifteen years ago, this was revolutionary CSI. I think is this is this Silent Witness, Gary, or not? No, I is don't it? think it's no. Silent Witness because there is a detective involved in CSI. Okay. CSI do the background work, and there are detectives. The problem that I always had with Silent Witness at the beginning was how do you let a pathologist, um, you know, well, investigate that's still a case. my problem. Quincy, yeah. Quincy was Silent Witness. Well, yes, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one week, I'll, one week I'll do the lyrics to the Quincy th- uh, t- theme tune. That's quite good. That's okay. contemporary. That's uh, contemporary. Um, <laughs> others that have been cancelled are Forever on Sky One. Didn't Not last going on forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> Resurrection won't be coming back on Watch. Uh, Revenge is petered out on E4. Something that didn't even make it over to this country, Battle Creek. Something I premiered a while ago uh, by the creators of House and Breaking Bad has been cancelled after one short-lived series. Uh, mm-hmm. The following doesn't what? any longer have a following on Sky. Uh, following what, Gary? Following. Sorry, we lost, we lost you there. Oh, you said me. the following and then we lost we you. We can't following. do this gag many more times because it's, <laughs> <a powerful. laughs> it's the last time Jordan. we can do it. <laughs> Grace Point, which we watched uh, in a previous podcast, which was the um, remake of... Uh, what's that programme called, Luke? Um, Last of the Summer Wine. That's it, yes. Uh, yeah. The remake of... Uh, it's gone out of my head. You're going to have to tell me. Broadchurch. That'll Broad be the one. Church. Thank you. <laughs> yep. uh, Stalker has been caught. That was being shown on My Sky Living. The Mindy Project has come to an end on E4. Constantine. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell no. I don't remember the line. But American Idol's gone as well. Well, I wasn't going to mention it because it doesn't fit within my watch. But I, I also think that's come... I mean, that's been going for a long time, American Idol, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, no. I mean, again, it's not really a surprise that CSI has come to an end for me. But some of the others, I mean, I, I watched Stalker. I thought it was quite good. I thought the Mindy Project was quite popular. Yeah, and and, and I, I'm disappointed that Battle Creek has gone, but every year some show comes in with the creators and the writers of, and it doesn't make it through. So, Can I ask a question, and I should know this, because I was in the States all those years. You know how here we always say BBC Three acts that because they only have a certain room for drama or whatever, so do they have to make room in the same way? No, or they don't have they to. Keep I mean, basically, they, they, they have a set amount of shows that they need to show, so if they cancel something, then they need to replace it. 
but they, but they could, they it. could, they don't need to cancel anything really if they don't. If if everything was a hit, they could keep it going. Indeed, and but don't add forget, some shows stuff. naturally come to an end. You know, shows yeah. end not because networks cut it, but because stars move on or the plot actually comes to an end. I think networks do like to have new things to promote every year. So every year they try and put some new shows on to try and gain an audience. You know, mm. some of the new shows that you, to look forward to. Now this is not comprehensive by any means uh, and, and Matt and Luke chip in at any moment on each show if you think that there's a particular uh, one that you've seen on uh, Heroes Reborn will be returning um, uh, there's been no trailer announced for this um, and not many of the original actors have signed up so we're not quite sure how that one's going to go um, a show called The Grinder uh, was a particular. That sounds dangerous to me. It does. <laughs> sounds dangerous. The the trailer is delightful. Rob Lowe basically plays a lawyer on a TV show called The Grinder, and in real life he then suddenly becomes a lawyer. It also stars Fred. <laughs> it also stars Fred Savage, who some of you may remember from uh, the Wonder Years. Yeah. Another one that I like the look of was Wicked City. This uh, was based in L.A. in the 80s and about a serial killer. Uh, very good. This looks very much like a cat and mouse type tale of the uh, of the LAPD trying to catch this serial killer. Uh, one of the, the the big themes of this year, really, is the fact that old shows are becoming back and then new old films are being remade. And some of these... Uh, Minority Report, which was a great film in the 90s starring Tom Cruise. Well, 2002. <laughs> was it 2002? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. The late, late, late 90s. The very late 90s. <laughs> I always thought this was an excellent idea. And if you watch the trailer... You'll get drawn in again well, because pre-crime a, is a is a great concept. Philip K. Dick book originally, wasn't it? Yes, that's Stay right. On. Similar to um, uh, uh, Total Recall or Blade Runner. Supergirl, which I've watched the trailer of recently, and I'm not that impressed. Well, um, you didn't get the part, which is what well, you're really Well, that's one after. of the big. Uh, but they do bring back Jimmy Stroke James Olsen um, from the Superman franchise, and um, uh, now. Um, who's married to Harrison Ford? Oh, here Calista we go. Flockhart. Calista Flockhart. She's in this and she, she plays a bit She's of a kind of like... Girl, um, is she? Uh, <laughs> another film that's being remade into a television programme is Rush Hour, but unfortunately you won't get Jackie Chan or Chris Rock or... Is this going to be an Asian gentleman and a black fellow? In no, 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 I know. It's Jackie Chan. <laughs> well, yes, he is. Fellow. No. Um, um, amongst the, the two that I have seen of the remakes, Uncle Buck... Now, interestingly, of course, oh, you, can't, uh, you can't go. Christ. You can't beat the John Candy film. No, and what you they've cannot. done is they've they've turned this into. They've completely read it. This is a a black uncle that looks after his brother's kids over a weekend. So like the Bernie Mac show. It very much like that. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was a very familiar feel when I watched it. Uh, it doesn't look that bad, but I don't understand why this has they to be were called his Uncle Buck. And nephews, though, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Why is it Uncle Buck? When Plan A didn't work out, the Harrisons can't watch the kids. They're on a juice cleanse in Santa Fe. We need more black friends. It was time. There is a solution we haven't talked about. To call on Plan B. Not Buck. What is your problem with Buck? We poisoned our dog with chocolate. Who the hell are you? It's your Uncle Buck. Tia. Your uncle's here. Uh-huh. Don't you uh-huh me. You gonna give me some respect around here. Nah, I'm just kidding. What if I was that guy? <laughs> Are you really our uncle? Yes. Why don't you visit more? It's complicated. What do you do for a living? That's even more complicated. Are you married? Not at this time. Are you gay? Not at this time. Uh, one know. of the big ones that's returning is the Muppets. Now, I grew up on the Muppets and Sesame Street. <laughs> 
So it should be interesting to see what they do with this. And it is moving into prime time. I'm, I'm serious. I grew up on Sesame Street to the point where yeah. I used to say Z instead of Z. You, grew up, you actually grew up on Sesame Street. <laughs> I, grew up, I am Oscar the Grouch. The way in which yeah. I used to count, instead of going one, I used to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, and lastly, one of the ones that I was intrigued by, mostly because it was by Shonda Rhimes, the creator of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder, called The Catch. Now, this might be a very formula x step too far this is about a woman who runs an agency that tries to catch people out having affairs and then of course surprise surprise i thought it was it's set in a vd clinic no oh matt edit edit <laughs> lowering the tone i thought this was a, a there's enough on. editing to do yeah. as it is um and um uh, it's based around the fact that her husband has an affair uh, with one of the pussycat dolls ironically uh, oh god i saw Jersinger. this no no one of the blob I think Ashley it is, Roberts. yeah. Don't you wish you could? There's one called Melody as well, isn't there? Which is ironic. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a real person. No. Lastly, in American news, uh, this is a bit sad. The Daily Show, uh, currently hosted by Jon Stewart, is being dropped by Comedy Central in the UK. Probably in time for the fact that Jon Stewart is stepping down and it's being taken over by a relative unknown South African. So it's a bit of a shame. That... What's his name? Oh, <laughs> He's relatively I unknown. Rom- I know it's not Romash Ranganathan. So uh... We'd... Trevor Noah. I knew I was going to say Trevor Nelson, but I think that'd actually be <laughs> that would be better. That'd be more offensive. I think. Yeah. Um, Trevor Nelson will do the uh, commentary at the top of the episode. Anthems. Yeah. This is a bit of a shame, and maybe, but then again, maybe it'd be a chance for someone to pick it up. on BBC Four might be a good place to host no, it. No, well, I don't think they'd, they'd uh, splash the cash on this one. No, it, it probably is going to be someone that can afford to, to buy. Uh, a quick review to uh, kick you off. A uh, Netflix released a new program. They released about twelve, sixteen episodes of a program called Grace and Frankie. Big name cast in this one. Uh, not that impressive. Uh, basically, Grace and Frankie are played by Jane. Oh. Jane Fonda, Jane the and, Virgin, uh, and um, Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. And oh, they are don't help to, him. They are married to Martin Sheen and Sam Masterton, who are that was easier. No. Sam who? Masterton. No. Think Waterstone. of the bookshop. Waterston. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sam W. Otica. Then Otica. No. What happens is, is that Grace and Frankie are the kind of like the opposites, the old couple. And they are now going to be living together as well. So they're not gay, but they're going to be sharing a house and helping each other through this very difficult period. It's very strange. It actually felt very similar to... um, Transparent? Yeah, Transparent. It actually had a very similar kind of like, we're just trying to shock you without actually having any plan. I mean, as a West Wing fan as well, the fact of Martin Sheen in a role that's not the American president didn't sit too well with me either. I will probably not be watching the rest of this series but if you like big name comedy i say comedy in a very loose sense the word drama is only 30 minute episodes there are about 12 to 16 of them on netflix you might well like this you do have to say that the cast is amazing but it's not a subject matter or or anything that's going to make me want to go back to it and now on to the big part of this week's uh, review is the affair now we all talked about this in previews last week and i know luke and i have watched this uh, previously, and Matt, you were going to be watching it as well, weren't you? I did. To talk this one up, Dominic West and, and Ruth. Come Woodson. on. Oh, yes! So well. Yes! 
play the people that are mentioned in the aforementioned affair. Uh, Dominic West plays, I think he's a teacher, isn't he? Yeah. A married teacher yeah. with three or four mm-hmm. kids. Uh, four kids. And they're on holiday <laughs> in upstate New York from their New York apartment. He's also, he's just written his first novel, hasn't he? That's it, yes. He's a yeah. novelist. And they're going up to stay with his wife's father, who plays a successful writer um, and uh, always looks down on Dominic West's character. Mm-hmm. On the way, uh, they have an incident of. <laughs> Are you doing the whole episode? Uh, Are you doing the whole episode? Or just Wilson a, saves yeah. the child. Uh, now, indeed. Now, the reason that this comes out in such a way is very similar to True Detective. The way in which this story is told is three ways: one, through Dominic West recollection; two, through Woof Wilson's recollection; <laughs> and thirdly through the detectives who are interviewing them both, sort of way in which they're telling the story as well. I would say I think I enjoyed the episode more when it was Dominic West's character. I think he had more bite to him. He was a bit more, I suppose, because Ruth Wilson's character, obviously, we should say, you know, she'd lost a child several years previously, so she was quite Mm. an emotionally fraught character. um, I think the other thing that hurt it was that she went second. Yeah, um, I don't know how you would have felt if her character went first. Of, That's a good I think, point. Uh, actually, I think I, I think it needed to be Dominic West going first because I think he had more of a backstory to cover with the kids and stuff like that, and him travelling down to the. Obviously, it was that moment where you thought his son had committed suicide. I found that a bit yeah. irritating. Yeah, and then it's oh no, no, I just don't no. want to go to my granddad's house. Um, We've all done it. We've all done it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think I just found it a little uneven at times. Mm. Um, obviously, you were sort of antici- in the second half, you were anticipating, oh, how is this bit going to be different from yeah. when we saw it through Dominic West's eyes? Yeah. Obviously, there's quite a lot of hanky-panky in this as well. Um, Classic. Yeah. <laughs> both leads are very good, very convincing in their roles. Had it not been sort of going on till about quarter past 11 last night, I would have stayed and watched both of the episodes of The Double Bill. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've saved the second episode. I watched, yeah. the, fir- I watched the, the first episode again live, but I've saved the second episode for... Well, not live. <laughs> as it was on, sorry. You know what I mean? as, it, oh. as it was being filmed, Gary was in the corner. <laughs> going, oh, there's a lot of hunky-punky in this. Especially in that scene in the outdoor shower. <laughs> we, I think we're supposed to uh, believe that this is several years in the future, that they're narrating this story yes. uh, so it's interesting to see where why they're being interviewed by the pre- the police and also where this is going to lead sort of along the road and i read recently that the showrunner has said that it is sort of a four season story you know he's got the whole thing planned out so that's yeah. refreshing to hear that they've got a yeah. plan for it. Yeah. Like well, that. then so did Lost, so let's just not well, worry Lost about did after well, three, no. after three seasons, they were like, right, we've got to end this at some point. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed it a well, lot. On, like... When I'd seen it previously, I enjoyed it a lot. Last night, I was when I was watching it, I was kind of able to look at it more objectively, I suppose. The kid committing, you know, faking suicide or whatever you want to term that was a little bit odd and a little bit... It was bit... like one way, because it was played as the cop was interviewing him. Mm. You'd feel very out this, of place. Is, is that, well, it was almost like a bit of a um, a dead end, like a swerve, red herring sort of thing, where you were but like... Yeah. In reality, if yeah. in reality, if somebody had done that to you, you wouldn't just go, "Oh, yeah. devil, get in the car." Yeah, yeah, get in the car. We'll like, we'll put the radio on and we'll never talk of this again. It was just a little bit out of place, a little yeah. bit odd. Yeah, 
Um, but on the whole, it was an enjoyable I found it quite hour. Shocking because I did obviously it it was something that I didn't see coming, but obviously it was only mm. a minor. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Point. And lastly, I did say that I'd try and watch an episode of Westwood Wayward Pines this week, uh, but unfortunately I couldn't get it, so we'll talk about that next week as it is on couldn't the Couldn't see F- the wood from channel. the trees, could you? Yeah, go? so that's on the Fox channel uh, tonight as we're recording this podcast, so previous nights if you're listening to it, or a month ago. <laughs> I'm so lost! If you listen to this a month ago, it was a month ago, or if you listen to this <laughs> in the future, it was in the past. <laughs> Now we'll, we'll head on to the reviews, and uh, this week, three shows, all beginning with the letter B, to continue our Sesame Street <laughs> theme from earlier. Let's make the B sound. Hey, Benny, I have a question for you. What, what sound does the letter B make? Buh. Buh. Yeah, buh. That's it. Buh. Buh. Like Benny. Benny starts with B, doesn't it? Yes. Buh. What is it? Buh. Buh. That's right, but you are, see, you know, you, you like, you, you, like you're not a B professional. Uh, Benefit Street returned, I mean, I don't know, either of you, I don't think, watched this, did you? I did, I oh, did okay. watch it, I'll, I did. I'll just, I'll do a, a quick preview, this was, uh, the second series, this was set in Stockton-on-Tees, on the Kingston Road, again, it followed a lot of people on Benefit, I think this time they tried to steer away from the sort of cliched yob, they still have one in the form of uh, mm. Maxwell, who was this mm. sort of pot-smoking, mm. you know, court-attending guy who'd been arrested a lot of times. But you also had uh, Julie, was it, the main woman, who had yeah. a disabled son. son. And I thought, her st- I thought, you know, she was cooking dinners for everyone on the street. She was looking at... Mm. And I thought that story and her sort of gang of other female friends who sort of congregated in her garden, I liked all of those characters. And I think, I think it painted a good picture of sort of that you can't tar everyone with the same brush. You've got people like this Maxwell, but you've also got people like Julie who've got genuine reasons for being on benefits. What I found bizarre, and Luke, you'll probably agree with this, was the whole... I'm going to sub- disagree with you. What? I know what you're going to say. I'm going to disagree. The whole plot with like, the local press and the national press turning up and... That whole—it's a weirdly meta. I know it. I know it was weird. I know it was weird. Uncomfortable. It made me feel like I was chewing tinfoil or something. Because Benefit Street was such a hit Mm. last time, without anyone even realising it was going to be. And I like the fact that they weren't shying away from the fact of showing you that people this time wanted to be in on the ground and filming the street. I agree with you to an extent. Became half of the episode. I don't think it should have got that much time dedicated to it. And it also felt a bit like Channel 4 going, yeah, we're the good guys this time around, you know, we're filming these journalists who don't want to show their faces. I mean, they didn't do a lot to sort of 
um, ingratiate themselves in the eyes of the press by throwing like things at water. And no, they sort of. I I did enjoy but the first journalist to pop up. I did enjoy him standing right in front of the camera, going, "I don't, don't want to get be on me. Camera. I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on this. Don't get me." And I just love the idea of him sitting at home yeah. to watch the first Benefit Street and not realizing he was going to be a, a big part of it. The local press have got wind of filming. Filming on street. When you haven't had permission? I'd rather you didn't get me if you don't mind, mate. Honestly. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'd rather you didn't get me, please. Go and tell him to say because people want to walk out the own house and they can't. Yeah, I am. 56 year old grandmother of five, Carol, has decided to do something about Kingston Road's latest arrivals. Hey, there's people wanting to come out of the houses. They won't come out because of you. Sorry, say that again. They want to come out the house, but they won't come out because of you. Well, I'll be gone in a few minutes, don't worry. Well, what's all this about, like? Well, Why do you have to take pictures and harass people? Well, I'm not the only one taking pictures, am I? Because I'm well, I'll give you permission. <laughs> want to do it with permission for the mouse trade. Bye! Don't come back, you're not welcome no more. But what I would say about it is I'm not really sure what the point of it no. is. I, I disagree that they are exploiting people. No, I, because... d- I, d- I agree with th- I agree with your disagreement. <laughs> but I, my mind is blown. I don't know so what I you agree with. with. Both of you. The only point where I felt it was sort of exploiting its, its subjects was that whole thing with Maxwell going to court and missing his bus yeah. and stuff with I... Ice Lolly and stuff like that. People would like to think that this is only confined to certain areas, but I think every area has a has a street like this or an area like a council estate like this. Like, for example, they had the member of parliament come down towards the end, didn't they? And he, you know, he's never been to this part of town before. That they were saying. And I, I just when I was watching it, didn't really understand the the point because every documentary has a has a message it wants to give mm. to you and i think the message in benefit street is really confusing i don't well, really know what sort it's sort of just because they're on benefits it doesn't mean they're any worse than you and i think if they but then we've got yeah, maxwell yeah. who exactly. seems to that's what i said and that's the sort of poverty porn aspect of it if you will mm. they like to use that that um yeah that catchphrase uh, it's it's an odd mix and it, it's confused and i agree with you and i think i mm. mean we've, i think we've said this before on the podcast the best example of sort of this kind of pro because they've done like skint and stuff like that as well mm. the, the best example was people like us on bbc3 which, which yeah. dealt with like sort of the lower classes but people who were you know they were all trying to young people who were trying to better themselves and they had that central family who ran the laundrette and i think that for me was the sort of high watermark of this sort of series and again it's bbc3 who <laughs> were yeah and we're yeah. getting stuff the titles like benefit street and skint yeah. and it's all very um I, I, I suppose the only thing this benefited from this time round is the fact that um the people involved knew exactly yeah. what they were getting themselves involved in well from benefit street to people who are I don't know. Can we link the two? Probably. So people are on benefits to people who probably should be on benefits. To people oh. who should be benefited. Or <laughs> well, right? to people who want to be friends with benefits. Um. Yes. Oh, oh, classic comedy. 
Uh, so yeah, Big Brother returned for its 29,000th series on... Um... Is it really? It's up there with Midsummer Murders. I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. I think we're season... Season... Ah! Oh, uh, series, series 16, that's not including... Okay. And not, that's not including either Celebrity Big Brother or Big Brother Celebrity Hijack. I, I was... Um, Slightly poorly on on Tuesday night, and oh, um, was watch. So I tuned in. I wa- started watching on Channel Five Plus One. Hence me not. What are your symptoms? To... I'll Google it. <laughs> it was just it's I had... well. No, not a tickly cough. Um, the air. What did you have? I'll Google it now. The aircon at work was broken, and it made me just feel a bit, you know, headachey, and I had. Let's a bit of... okay. Headache. What else? Dodgy tummy. Dodgy tummy. Been injured. Stomach. <laughs> Yellow fever. Slight irritation in my ears, but that comes and goes. <laughs> Only on a Thursday. <laughs> Do you know what, as well? Why are they starting to put the big intro shows on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? I'm just... This they is... They big Brother is very much a Friday night show. Yeah. They want them to just a moment, on just Tuesday. a moment. You either, you either have irritable bowel syndrome, yeah. uh-huh. a blockage of earwax... Or a chronic kidney disease. Let's <laughs> hope it's not that one. <laughs> uh, they want to get people in on the Tuesday and then in again on the Friday, and they they announce yeah. their sort of big thing for the Friday. Didn't work for me. Um, what I think the big thing th- this uh, show was the fact that someone got evicted that night. That being uh, Mr. Showbiz Simon, who who wasn't too happy with his predicament. Um. There were about, I think, 15 people in this altogether, if you count the twins as one person. Are they conjoined twins? Can we do that? Okay, no. No, Well, then we can't count them as one person. They count them as one housemate. Excuse my ignorance towards Big Brother. Does that mean that that they can't be separated in votes? If if one of them's in, they're both in. A vote for one is a vote for the other. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think... How would it work if they had conjoined twins in there? (laughs) (laughs) I'd <laughs> have to get one of the double beds for sure. <laughs> I think that they're dubbing this as time bomb. Um, yeah. I think this is a very loose theme. The first one got them to all stand behind time bombs and reveal various fates for themselves, yeah. from immunity to eviction. But it's one way you're either hooked in or you're not, and obviously, Gary, you're not. No, you're I, I pretty up. much knew that I wasn't going to be watching the main show. No. But I didn't. this is the first time I've not managed to watch the intro, so... Uh-oh. That's a shame. I must uh, be getting old or something. Yeah. Oh, I, I, mean, the noises I mean, like, make. I, I agree with Luke's sentiment that it sort of ended when it left Channel 4. Certainly, the sort of civilian Big Brother... I think yeah. maybe should have come to an end because Channel 5 is having a lot more success with the celebrity one and has actually managed to hook some big names into the past few series. So, um... I mean, what it does is it fills a massive gap in Channel 5's schedule for the next two months. I'll run through the BAFTAs and Luke wrote a good article about the BAFTAs and the, and the results on the website. Um, just, uh, I suppose, should we run through the big winners? Or... Well, aside from the winners, did anyone watch it you know, because it's a piece of television. Yeah. I recorded it and whizzed I, I through watched it. I, didn't, yeah, I watched didn't think it, it live. was that entertaining as a piece of television this um, year. I thought it, it, it sped along quite nicely, obviously. It did on Times down. 30 yeah, on they, Sky, they, I could tell they, they edited it down quite well. I mean, obviously, they, they cut out a couple of 
the big ones documentary series, foreign. Why series. is Graham Norton allowed a beard as well? No, somebody know. needs to tell him why. I mean, he know, was not... quite a good. Ho- the one bit I I had issue with was the start where Labyrinth came on. And I they, know. And they didn't know. know whether to focus on Labyrinth, focus on the audience, or focus like I think they on the clip on that clip yeah. montage. That, uh, what I would uh, say uh, about the winners as a whole, I think there was a fair few surprises. Uh, massive. Like Jason Watkins won for um, Christopher Jeffries. That also won the miniseries. Yeah. Uh, my friend Georgina Campbell won Best Actress. Yeah, you annoy me because you're the only one of us to have met a BAFTA winner. Yeah, Detectress winning Best Sitcom as well. I mm. think you know mm. there was a couple in there for Marvelous. I think Happy Valley we predicted would win uh, Best Drama I, Series. I was annoyed at Stephen Rear winning for The Honourable yeah, Woman. Yeah, that was an odd... What it seems to me every year is that BAFTA in the... Lead categories give it to people who sort of maybe not recognisable talents or, you know, something mm. like Jason Watkins, who sort of, you know, but you maybe not know the name. And then in the supporting categories, give it to people who've had like long careers, but BAFTA's never honoured. So like, I mean, for last year, I remember David what? Bradley winning for Broadchurch for a role that was quite insignificant because mm. he, he died halfway through the series spoiler alert. I would have been uh, happy if Adil Akhtar James yeah, Norton or Ken Stott yeah, won that I award what, C- can I, I ask can I ask each of you this, this mm. would be my question and what what was the biggest surprise of the night in the sense of what did you think should have won that didn't well, well there's, there's, that's, for me, there's two answers to that. Happy Valley should have won more than it did. But secondly, I think the biggest genuine surprise was uh, Grand Designs beating off Bake. the Great British Bake Off. But I think Bake Off, um, la- but I think Bake Off lost last year as well to um, Long Lost. Yeah. I think Bake Off's. Well, I think they just basically that features award just goes round the shows. So yeah. Bake Off. And also, I think the Radio Times award is just pointless. I was disappointed that Charlie Brooker's Weekly White didn't ring Comedy and Entertainment Award purely because it's so much better than Graham Norton's show. It's just that it's stuck on BBC Two and yeah. Graham Norton gets yeah. a BBC One Friday Charlie night Brooker audience. isn't as good as he used to be. I don't like all the bits with Philomena Kunk and, and the other guy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, th- I don't think True Detective was the best international show last year. Good wife. I think I, well, Good Wife or House of Cards, which was immensely good in its third and most recent series. What it seems to me is that BAFTA, rather than maybe recognising shows that everybody has seen, is almost giving awards to things that people go, oh, I didn't see that, but because it's now won a BAFTA, I might go mm. and check murder, check out Murder by My Boyfriend or Detectorists or, yeah. or Christopher yeah. Jeffries and, and things like I that. Did- can I just interrupt and say that I did notice that uh, the iPlayer has put up episodes of each of the they have that won. So uh, if you want yeah. to go and get into the Detectorist, you can go and watch episode one. Yeah, and and also, as someone who lives sort of in the Stokey area, I would I thought the uh, win for Marvelous was well-deserved, and I like how Nello got to do a little speech as well. I thought that was quite um, touching. Uh, and finally, some previews. Uh, not a lot on. It's that time of year where things are ending. May. and Not many good. Th- yeah, yeah, it's that. It's that time of May. <laughs> yeah. Um. Firstly, on Sunday, Gary. Yes. Uh, a a, a supernatural, sciencey, fictiony type show. Uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Hopefully, you would have seen some of the trailers on BBC that predict this to be a very kind of like um, Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type series set in the Victorian England. It's a seven-part drama series that uh, where two people, um, played by Bertie Cavell and Eddie, May- Eddie Morrison, 
Hang on, how did you not struggle with Bertie Carville and yet Eddie Marsden was way off well, the line? I was trying to add a D in there. But okay. And they're destined to bring magic back to England. Uh, the reclusive Mr. Norrell and the daring novice Jonathan Strange, hence the title. Well, they're going to bring uh, magic back to Sunday nights on BBC One. Yeah, I mean, this has... I, I, the previews look quite good. I'll certainly watch the first episode. I don't know. I mean, I think this will come down to casting. Sunday night, though, I'm not sure that this is the right place for it. But you hey, let's Saturday, see. Saturday, didn't you look like Atlantis slot? Yeah, well, do you know no, what's worrying me? What's worrying me about Sunday night on ITV and BBC One is they... It really is... Sunday night programming is is so predictable now, and I just want. I I, I like BBC to try and do something again, like they did with Our Girl last year, which was sort of counter programming yeah. against Downton Abbey. Um, they can't win though, because I remember us saying it's odd that they put this on on Sunday. So really, they. Well, I th- I, be- I sort of bigged it up. I think saying that it yeah. was something that the Downton lovers, and I think they need to. I mean, I don't know. This is obviously like a costume drama, but it's got obviously a bit of bite to it with the magic thing, whereas. Home fires on the other side is is just you know your usual Sunday night tripe. Um, and finally on Sunday, something that Gary said um, on the <coughs> not that long ago uh, that he was looking forward to the detectives. Yes, uh, it's a three part series that goes in behind the scenes of a, another detective branch. Um, what's annoying me slightly about this is just, again, BBC Two scheduling. It's going to be on Sunday night, Monday night and Tuesday night, and then it's all done. If you would like to, you can follow me on Twitter, at LukeCustardTV. Uh, Gary's... Uh, Gary, you've, you used to be a big tweeterer, and now yeah, you're not I've, a big I've slowed tweeterer. Down. I, need to, I do apologise, I, I need to get back I, to it. I even as bad as I am. I'm Because I was thinking about this the other day. We, we promote all three of our Twitters... At the end of every podcast, we're we're quite ritualistic like that. And yet, I was watching both of yours. And Matt, you've uh, as of recording, the last thing you tweeted was on Monday night. And Gary, when did you last tweet? I think, and how I, think I was halfway through Big Brother, and then I just gave up. Uh, <laughs> at Matt Stevie Bites for Matt, and at the Gary Show for uh, Mister Gary in the London area. How's the How's the throat? You got a tickly cough. How is it it's being? Fine. I've lasted, and hopefully, I'll be okay for the song in a minute. Are you going to be able to sing with a kickly toff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm doing a song that suits that kind of um, that kind of uh, voice. Okay. Bugsy Bjork. He's <laughs> 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 got a really growly voice. Shh. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Custard TV. You can subscribe on iTunes to this very podcast, and it will just pop up uh, whenever we do a new one. Or you can just visit thecustardtv.com throughout the week and uh, keep abreast, because it's always funny to say that on the website, <laughs> thecustardtv.com. Now, coming up next, we have our growly, our resident growly man doing his <laughs> best and giving us his new hit. Here's Gary. The world was on fire and no one could save me but you. It's strange what desire will make ish foolish people do. <laughs> I've never dreamed that I'd meet somebody like you. And I never dreamed that I knew somebody like you. No, I... Oh, dear me, that's too high. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise how high you went there. Sorry. Do you know what? I've just realised up until now... Song? It's Chris Isaac, Wicked <laughs> Game. Hey, right. well, I, I, do you know what? I heard it on the old radio today. Well, you didn't get to yeah. the actual... 
Yeah, he I can't. He's got two eye. His throat will not allow it. Sorry. Uh, we'll be back next week and download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.